over information, there have been protests happening, constantly happening. And I share a lot of these and the police have become more and more militarized. They even use tear gas, which has been banned, but they still do it anyway, arresting people who come out of their homes with their bathrobes and guns in their hands. So all of this Thirteen year old that was killed up talking about that yeah there. do on the military. Think about how much funds could be people housing, health care, food, clean drinking water, education, art. How about funding the fucking arts? How about that? That'd be pretty nice. So, uh, and if there was so many of the funds. Twelve-ish minute. Yeah, this sort of what we were talking about. Probably the most thing uh, occurring very rapidly in thirty states, and this is a discussion that I try to. Also, a few a few weeks ago, and one. Us, we have a post up Patreon or forward slash web, dollar a month or more, greatly So, this is a thread what you can do to help stop the anti backlash. Wherever you are, you can step one awareness. Raise awareness. Raise awareness. Of course, there's a number of birth 
what these laws really do is far worse than what most people think. It transports them to the bathroom break equipment invasive on-demand effects of their genitals, blood, or birth certificate. How else can you test uh, the woman who's trying to get pregnant for any quote-unquote wrong reason? Well, how else can you test it? Religious bills open up all LGBTQ to having their health care denied at every step of delivery. Sorry, my pastor says I'm okay with it, so I won't go to the prescription prescription hospital for something to have my colon surgery removed. There are huge swaths of this country only served by religious hospitals, and they threaten to force LGBTQ to either move to another area or just accept that they might not have access to medicine if they can pay for it themselves. Also, most of these trans, most of the trans healthcare bans criminalize support for trans children as felony child abuse. Doctors who followed their Hippocratic oath would lose their license. Parents who supported their children would have them taken away from them and thrown into foster care. These bills threaten to break up loving families. In any other circumstance, you would call this a war crime. So, tell people what these laws really do. Send them this letter, and they have to read it. Uh, from 1,500 parents describing the ordeal their families are going through. Report it to every parent of a trans or non-binary child you know to be dead. Show them this map so they can see how widespread this attack is, but a simplified version is just to help parents. What if they really, what if they want to discuss the science? If they really want to get into the details, here are some references. But if they want to dig into the medical side, here are some of the videos from Dr. Powers. If they want a broader audience, here's a short documentary from Okay, so the laws are awful and widespread, completely against the science of trans people. What's next? Step two, show your support. Join the Count Me In campaign to get on the civil rights bandwagon. Get banners for your social media, get your free sticker, sign the pledge, add your name to the list of going going to stuff is free and quick. If you have a little money, then buy a shirt or mask, pay for books at the library. If you have more money, Lambda Legal, ACLU, um, I'm also just going to put in uh, Trans Lifeline because that is a really important organization that is run by trans folks for trans folks. The number, the hotline number that folks can call and offer micro grants to get access to Lifeline as well. Step three, employees. Workplace is where many of us spend most of our time, even if that work now is from home due to COVID. And employers are required by law to provide safe workplaces for everyone orientation, gender identity, and many other factors. Most employers find this not only right, but good business. Employees who feel comfortable being themselves are also more productive and creative and influential in the economy. But as employees, we are generally very limited in discussing politics or clarity at work about our beliefs. Some say that politics can only be handled by the corporate office and security doesn't happen on work So what can you do? Plenty. Before you start down this list, see if your company has a pride or employee network. Give your list to them as they are the appropriate means to discuss these issues in front of the company leadership. If you don't have a group, try at the HR department or legal L library. One, establish that this is not about politics or charity. This is a national scale human rights crisis. 
They are talking about breaking up families and examining women's genitals for money. People are seriously losing their homes, states, and words of safety from the pandemic. The effects of these laws will affect every family with LGBT friends in the country. Two, this is widespread and urgent. You have a duty to your employer to notify them of this issue so that they can impact their customers, their suppliers, and them. Send them this letter, currently signed by 70 major companies, that clearly spells out how these laws will harm their employees, their competitiveness, and the economy. Hurting LGBTQ is bad for business. Three, if your employer can sign the letter, point out some of the names on it. Oh, wow, there's a lot of major companies that are coming out. IBM, Intel, Microsoft, AT&T, Verizon, Wells Fargo, Dow, Bayer, uh, Union Pacific, American Airlines, Pfizer. These aren't socially activist anti-socialist. But anyway, um, glad they've signed it at least. Uh, most of these are presented as the villain when they come up. Oh, here it is. Okay. Uh, most of these are presented as the villain when they come up in the quote-unquote liberal news. Eight of these, eight of the 30 Dow Jones Industrial Average Companies are here. This is about business. It turns out that disrupting the lives of up to 5% of a state's workforce might not be the best environment for making money. Four, employer is really nervous, point out that the letter does not call for action against any specific person, government, or political party, nor is it a fundraiser, nor is it asking for massive change. It's actually, conservatively, asking for no change. Under most corporate codes of conduct, this particular letter fits within the bounds that we talked about in detail. So, let's say you've done all this, and your employer says no, won't sign the letter. Even without the letter, there is a lot they can do to help. Send them this list below. Step four, employer. Hello, business owner. You're in a hard place. You have employees and or dependents who are being targeted and can't work for you at the productivity level you need them at. But you also aren't in a position to make your neck ends. Here are some things we can do without broadcasting to the world that will make a real difference for these people. If you have an employee assistance program, the one with the professional counselors and therapists, make sure it will support anyone who calls into it, even after COVID is finished. Tell your health insurance providers that they will lose you as a customer if they deny service to your employees based on religious objection. Your people will need lawyers to defend themselves if they are targeted. If you aren't on it already, get on the MetLife Quiet Legal Plan. Cover the premiums for your employees. If a vulnerable employee can telecommute for you, let them do that. You've probably already been doing that because of COVID, right? Give them the freedom to move to safety so that they don't have to resign in order to protect their families. If you have sites in the states that offer comprehensive legal protection for LGBTQ, meaning California, Connecticut, DC, Delaware, Iowa, Illinois, Massachusetts, uh, Maryland, Maine, Minnesota, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, Nevada, New York, um, Oregon, Rhode Island, Virginia, v uh, Vermont, Washington, then preferably invest in those states and offer transfers to vulnerable employers, employees in your vicinity. I gotta find out what that means. No, they don't mean Orange County because that's not a state. Conservative, and I'd be shocked if they meant Oklahoma because that's okay for Oklahoma, but I'm not sure what state Arizona is. Alphabetical order. We'll find out. That's what my wandering mind is. Okay, here we go. 
If you don't have it already. Okay, if you don't have it already, get some LGBTQ training videos into your system. List of ready-made videos available off Open Sesame if you need something a bit more polished looking than this. Make this training mandatory. Fully commit to being an inclusive workplace, even in areas that are not accepting. You can't put a pride flag outside in June, then have a banner in the cafeteria and hallways. Tell employees they can wear their Converse pride sneakers anytime. Pay for a van and lunch and take some people to the next pride parade. Show your people that even if you cannot publicly be branded a LGBTQ-friendly workspace, that you do care for them and will support them in this time of need. If you've got a right-wing AM radio or Fox News running in your break rooms, for God's sake, turn off that shit. Don't give the people who hate your employees a foothold in your workplace. If you don't have a pride LGBTQ group, start one. You have tremendous power to help your people. Help them now. They will remember and fight for you. And this author's message to the haters. If you have, you have the state houses, you have unlimited money, and you have unlimited hate fueling your base. But guess what? You are going to lose. We are here and not backing down. Those of us in safe places will make room to shelter those who must, for now, flee from you. Some of us will flee all will But your victories, as daunting as they are right now, will not last. We are a family, a cankerous, uh, raucous rabble of every color and every culture and every career. We argue, we fight, and we are very hard to herd in a common direction. But in the end, we have each other. More than that, we have ourselves lives, our histories, figuring out who we really are, and the absolute certainty that nothing less than our true selves will do. Our true selves, that will be enough to beat you. We survived the police crackdowns, we survived AIDS, we defeated Don't Ask, Don't Tell, we got marriage equality. However long it takes, we will win. The day will come when you will look around and everyone you know has a trans friend, knows a gay friend, has a non-binary child, and your friends will tell you that LGBTQ are just normal, regular people. Why would anyone be so small that it would feel good to hurt them? And why would anyone be so small that it would feel good to hurt them? Live and let live. That's what your friends will say. One day, you will agree with them. Maybe you won't. That's optimistic. And I appreciate this list. Um, so yeah, um, I've shared this on Twitter, and it's easy. I'm just speaking for my own self. It's so easy when I'm reading these, especially in Florida. They're just these fucking heinous bills that are really just like they're condoning child abuse and all under the guise of protecting people. It's so absurd and bizarre and disgusting. Um, so it's easy for me when I read these and the bills that are coming out and people actually voting for them to feel frightened and scared and uh, worried um, for trans men. I mean, I already was feeling uh, worried for folks, and also trans adults. And it doesn't matter where you live. People shouldn't have to move where they're at unless they want to. It doesn't, it's not like, oh, well, come to this place and you'll feel very safe. No. And even in these blue cities and blue states, there is homophobia and transphobia and racism and all that. It doesn't necessarily go away because you move to a less harmful place. So I do appreciate the reminder that, yes, not everyone has survived Yes. Kind of difficult to talk about. It's fucking terrifying. And how many people are targeted based on their bodies and their 
and or maybe how people are Well, now it's time to wrap up the show. And we're talking about Rogue One. A lot. So I'm going to play some more music uh, till the end of the program. And so here we go. Thanks so much for tuning in. And we'll be back.
Welcome, everybody. Hi. Hi, friends. Hey, it's 8 o'clock. It's a Tuesday. It's a pop-off open mic. Going to do it out of nowhere. Next week, I'm so excited. Next week, this space will be inhabited officially by our board operators of tonight, Claudia and the Loaf. Yay! And what are you what are you bringing us tonight, Loafy? Talk into Mike too and tell us. Bring up Mike too and talk into that and tell us what you're bringing tonight. One two one two. There you go. Yes yes. We're bringing you a bunch of fun stuff, but um, we're bringing you dirty disco, funky, porno soundtracks from the '70s, as well. We're matching it up. Gospel, funk from the same time, and we dare you. Ooh, sounds like a challenge. I'm up for it. I was I wasn't gonna do Jesus jokes tonight, but now I feel like no. This is very funny. Yeah. Jesus jokes. So this is very funny on my Facebook feed. I get targeted ads. I know we all get targeted ads, and it's so strange. And I always get one for Christian mingle, which doesn't make a lot of sense. And I think it's because I say fuck Jesus all the time. <laughs> And they're making mistakes with my algorithms. The other ad I get is bullet bourbon delivered to your door for $19.99. <laughs> that's, that's on brand. That's on brand for me, I think, a little bit more. Uh, yeah, we got Claudia and the loaf. They're going to be spinning the ones and twos in between. These four hot comics are going to give you time. I, didn't, I did the wrong. I didn't mean to. I'm trying to stop objectifying male comics. But I have to tell you that this is like one of the most beautiful moments of my life. There's four men in this room, all under 30, vastly under 30. Nothing could, I'm a woman of a certain age. They all look different too. This is really nice. We have two bearded, two, one sort of a blonde a brunette. We've got different, like, we've got a, a Hispanic and a half Filipino. I know your past. We've got a surfer. I think he identifies as dude <laughs> and bro. One pole-like object. I know if I had a nickel, <laughs> I, know. I was doing that the other night at uh, yesterday at Grant and Green. That was fun. That was. There's a big, big pole. <laughs> you got to get your arms around it. Uh, I was so. We we all know this. I'm going through menopause. I know it's no secret anymore. I've given all the men the memo. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we don't want to hear about it anymore. But I want to get this tattoo. So I haven't had my period in 11 months now. So it's about to stop. I know it's really exciting. And I want to get a tattoo to commemorate my uterus's disuse, like right where it is once it stops. And I want it to be a little skeleton baby kitten, <laughs> skeleton baby kitten, a skeleton, a tiny cat, like a little bone, like a cute little cat little face and he's all curled up there on my because I wouldn't want to birth a baby I'd want to birth a cat that is much better than a baby <laughs> no I think it'd be easier cats are amazing did you know that cats they have they have up to nine uterine horns they can have nine babies at once at the same time and you know what else is amazing about cats when they're born they have teeth and they're mammals no one they're mammals so they milk feed their children and they're born with sharp teeth. What are cat tits made of? Like Kevlar? Can we use that stuff in NASA or something? Can't we? It's got to be something in space. Like it's got to be bulletproof or somehow amazing. Cat nipple. No, am I? Do I smoke too much pot? Okay. <laughs> These are just my ideas. Here was my other idea. I can't believe UFC, man. 
So I've, I've had to watch a lot of UFC because I like to hang out with guys and that's like one of the things they do. But I realized they're really misusing an opportunity because in NASCAR, they put logos on all of the cars when they're driving around. Like the product is the commercial. So why aren't they putting tattoos on UFC people? Right? Like Ronda Rousey can get the Amazon Prime smile right above her puss. Like... Just the little, no, right? Like Hershey's Kisses, yeah, right. Thank you. That's a good tag. Hershey's Kisses, right up, right up on the, as a tramp stamp, on some like hot Brazilian guy. <laughs> I'm just wondering why they haven't done that yet. I mean, a million, a, a million dollars. What would you put on yourself? Uh, so yeah, tattoos. I'll tell my accidental gang tattoo story later. We'll, we'll get to you guys. We'll get to you guys. First, we'll get to some more tunes. You spin in the tunes with Claudia and the Loaf. They've got a pink record back there. Pink vinyl. Rad. We'll be right back with some comedy here on Tuesday night at 8 o'clock for any reason at all. Yay. sounds of something of Claudia and the Loaf. Uh, we're here. We're going to do an open mic. It looks like right now we'll just start with 10. If you hit 10 and you're still on a roll, I mean, I'll give you the minute and I'll just hold my hand up and you can sing. But if you want to keep going, like, we're not, I mean, this is what we're here for. You know, work it out, figure out whatever jokes you want to say and all that stuff. There's so much food. Please eat ribs and pork tacos. 
I get too much food stamps, <laughs> which is a weird thing to say. But they no, I don't eat a lot of food. All right, your first comedian of the night uh, beat me in magic, and then and we both lost. <laughs> oh, put your hands together, everybody, for Josh Kotsky. Yay! So I'd like to start off by saying, uh, if I say, uh, or, um, or, like, I don't know, give me a boo, or like a meh, or, I don't know, do something, uh, I, I softballed one in there for you, uh, yeah, boo, I hate myself, this, by the way, is, it's the Jewish nightmare, really, because it's all this delicious, and more importantly, free food, but it's pork. And that is, it's the, it's the pull of the, I want the free, but the, the uh, life is, life is tough like that. Also, we, we talked about Jesus jokes, so I, my favorite one. When I was in, uh, when I was in college, I hooked up with this, with this Catholic girl. Yeah. I hooked up with her, and it was really weird, because she seemed like, way too into it, and I found out, uh, <laughs> I found out that was just because Catholics are just super into nailing Jews. Who would have thought? Uh, that's not a uh, that's a uh. <sighs> yeah, my, my girlfriend is an Asian lady. That's right, white guys, I did it. Woo! Asian girlfriend, yeah. I should figure out what country she's from. I can't just keep calling her my Asian girlfriend. <laughs> I, this whole not saying uh things really get into my brain. Um, anywho, yeah, boo, thank you, I needed that. Got an Asian girlfriend, people, so this girlfriend's Asian, the girlfriend before that was Asian, the girlfriend before that, uh, <laughs> The girlfriend before that was from New York. Both her parents were Asian. So, <laughs> yeah, we hate them because there's so many Jews there. So a lot of my friends who are definitely real and not made up for this bit like to say, Josh, you've got a type. You're into Asian girls, which, I mean, I'll take it, but that's giving me way too much credit. That's kind of like... Me saying like, oh, my type economy, my type of comedy is pay-to-play open mics. It's kind of my only option at this point. It's the only for some reason, they're the only ones who are into me. It's this weird dynamic of the the Asian girl Jewish guy. It's a thing. I don't know. Maybe it's because we both have cool acronyms like the, the NJBs and the ABGs. Have you have you guys ever heard those? Oh, the nice Jewish boys and the Asian baby girls. Those are those are things. I don't like the the Asian baby girl one because I think it focuses too much on like youngness and it's creepy, but it's a thing. Anywho, my friend asked me like, "What is your? Do you have a preference of of, of Asians? You like like Chinese girls, Japanese girls, Indian girls?" And I gotta say, I don't know. I think it's a tie. I, I just I just like to wait for Pam to get the jokes. 
But it's it, it really is giving me too much credit because I I only have this one option. Like it's not like who are these people that are going to bars and they're like, huh, my type is Asian girls, black girls, white girls. Nah, get out of here, all right? I'm I'm specific here. If you're Chinese, get off your knees, all right? If you're from Japan, I'm not your ma- No, it's uh, that's the only option afforded to me. She doesn't like when I do that. Uh, <laughs> boo! <laughs> I told her, I told my, I, I tell her most of my jokes. And most of the, t- so I have, the, I have like this one joke where it's like, oh, I have a pimple on my nose. It looks like there's an anti-Semitic sniper out there. And most of the time when I tell her jokes, she kind of zones out. And she says something like, uh, oh, that's funny. But for that one, she goes, oh, you don't have that Jewish of a nose. And you can't say that. That's like me saying, you don't have that. Actually, I'm going to stop there. We're too soon for the whole kill Tony thing. I can't rant about my Asian girlfriend for that long before it gets bad. Anywho. So, other ethnicities, am I right? We're going after um, All right, so here's the thing. I am Jewish. I, like, I got bullied for being Jewish. I think everyone gets bullied for stuff. But I, I understand personally that, you know, like when I get pulled over by a cop, I'm never, I hate the cop. I'm not scared for my life. I understand that my, I don't have the, the point of view that people of color have, and so my opinions aren't there. Now, that being said, People of color. Is that the best name that we could come up with? I've, all right, we didn't have much diversity in my high school, all right? We had two people of, or sorry, we had one person of color. Technically, we had two who were half, but you, you know, you simplify your fractions. Um, <laughs> thank you. Also for the race jokes. But here's the thing. I so most most of the the stuff I know about race comes from movies and I've seen the movies about about segregation and slavery and remembering Titans. And I I every single movie has that one scene where some racist white dude comes out and he's like, "Ah, you colored people aren't allowed here." And the music gets super dramatic and like you can tell that's a bad thing to call someone. And then someone decided, oh, the thing that was racist about it was that it didn't have a preposition in the middle. That's all it is. I think, personally, that someone just came into work uh, unprepared that day. And they were like, hey, so did you come up with all of the new appropriate terms? And they were like, oh, I thought I was coming up with all the racist slurs that we shouldn't be saying today. Um, no, I got this. I got th- That was an intentional um, by the way, so thank you. Uh, no, I've got this. I've got those intentional. I've got this. M- ma- man of China, per- person of of color, Jew of Jew. Ooh. I'm I'm fired. I'm fired. Okay. No, no. Fuck you. I quit. You you back of what? And I know that that's kind of a racist bit, but I did put a hardworking immigrant man in charge of my fake company. What have you done to solve racism? All right. 
talk about anymore. I'm gonna do some other stuff. I've been trying to to come up. I'm gonna start with some puns. Actually, those are more fun. I know. I know that's that's what I'm good for here. I wanted. <laughs> I want to drink more Irish beer than anyone, cause I want the one true Guinness World Record. <laughs> I hate myself so much, you guys. <laughs> I know, really. We we were listening to the to the the Shakira song like this time for Africa, and I feel like that's Fozzie Bear's favorite song, right? The Waka Waka eh eh. <laughs> Shakira jokes are in right now. I have been trying to solve the big issues in the world lately. Who are we? You know, where do we come from? Why are we here? In the song Low by Flo Rida and T-Pain, is she wearing apple-bottom jeans and boots with the fur or baggy sweatpants, Reeboks, with the straps? <sighs> we know we're talking about one person because T-Pain clearly says she hit the floor. The whole club was looking at her. If it was multiple people, he would have said they. I know two things about rappers. They love appropriate grammar and monogamy. Memory starts to go there when I couldn't say, um, I'm working on it. <laughs> uh, I have a couple of theories about what happened there. The first one is not as likely because it kind of hinges on T-Pain being Jewish. In Hebrew, the word low means no. So therefore, I believe what T-Pain could be saying, if he does know Hebrew, is that she is wearing apple-bottom jeans and boots with the fur, but is she wearing baggy sweatpants? Lo, 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 lo. Option number two, I think is more. <laughs> option number two, I think is more likely. <laughs> How are you doing there, fam? <laughs> option number two, I think is more likely. I think that we're talking about one woman here who changed her outfit in the middle of a song and it would explain why the whole club was looking at her, right? If you saw someone changing in the middle, you're just on the outside, <sighs> we were having a great night, and then this girl, she made the DJ stop for 45 minutes so she could change her outfit to better match the verse? 45 minutes, she, she had to put on baggy sweatpants and Velcro shoes. What took her so long? Yeah, right? Also, she gets up there, and she just kind of lies on the floor, and she starts humping the ground. She hit the floor. She kept trying to get lower, 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 lower. Out. She was already on the floor. You can't get lower than that. What was she trying to do? <sighs> the T-Pain is in here. <laughs> All right. Um, and so for your final gift of the night, I'm done. All right. My name is Joshua Katsky. Thanks, everyone. Going for Josh Kotsky, everyone. Yay! He did ten and a half minutes. Stuart and group, you can come in. We've got I've got all this food. I have oh, okay. I have ribs and I have um, pork tacos with um, sour cream and little grilled spices and yummy yum. Thanks for coming back and chilling. Josh just did ten and a half minutes. Claudia and the loafer do an awesome run on the ones and twos with all the cool music rocking it for us. 
Mark Neuer's outside. That's good. Um, we have to. I have to look at the list and be be a responsible person. I'm gonna try to make Claudia laugh really quickly. My uh, my clit is so big I can use a Cheerio as a cock ring. I did it. <laughs> I survived. I made her laugh. I actually um, they're outside smoking. I don't smoke. I microdose death. A new joke I wrote this weekend. Real proud of it. I'm not looking down at any notes. I'm just seeing if I can see this. Oh, I know who your next comedian is. He's my favorite ranter of all rantees. He, um, when he's off the rails, he's on the rails. Put your hands together, everybody, for Hunter Uniac. Yay! Said her clit is so big, she can use a Cheerio as a dick ring. My dick is so small, I can use a Cheerio as a dick ring. Don't applaud for that. There's <laughs> that, guys. Um, what was I going to say? Let's see. Let's I work construction. I fucked that joke up. That's okay. All right. Like, I, I, I hate waking up with morning wood because I work construction. You know? Overtime. It's crazy, though. What else to go say? Um, crazy. I'm, uh, I'm half Filipino. And, like, I hate when people don't think I'm Filipino. You know, and I always say this, like, dude, I am half. I'm Filipino, okay? My uh, mother's maiden name is Basol. My grandfather was survivor of the Bataan Death March, and I always wear flip-flops at home. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. Um, look at me. Look at me. I went to a private school that didn't believe in letter grades. I, this went to a private school that didn't believe in letter grades. All right? You want how fucking like, weird it was? In 2002, I was in second grade. We had a 9-11 memorial. Guess how, we, like, guess how they taught us about 9-11? Sock puppets. Fucking sock puppets. That's insane. We had, there was the hot English uh, language arts teacher, you know, and she wore like gr uh, gray knee-high um, stockings, put her legs in the air. Those are Twin Towers. And we had a kid fly a paper airplane in between her legs. And I didn't know anything about 9-11. All I knew was I wanted to be a Muslim right then. You guys just applauded 9-11. Fuck all of you. You just go, yeah. 